Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. This is Stacking the Box with NFL insider Matt Berteram and Mark Carmen. About damn time. That is right, Gonzo. Good morning, everybody. And welcome into Stacking the Box 20. 22 with our NFL insider and my buddy, my pal, who we're about to learn about because we were just doing our pregame show and I learned about Matt Burram in ways that I have never had before. Uh, Birdie, happy new year, buddy. Sorry about your Chiefs. That was epic. I believe if we could rewind, we're going to do. I believe you were the most confident you've ever been that the Chiefs were just going to kill the Bengals and it didn't happen. Would you like to out yourself and just remind everybody that you 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 had this in the win column and it just did not happen? I I don't remember quite having that opinion. I I thought they would win. I definitely picked the Chiefs to win the game. Um, I don't remember being as confident as I've ever been. I think I think that's a stretch. But you know what? That was a a phenomenal game by Jamar Chase. Like one of the greatest performances legitimately I've ever seen on NFL field. Burrow was excellent. Give the Bengals all the credit in the world. They found a way to win that game. Um, I will say, if you're a Chiefs fan, you want to pick it officiating for the rest of time after the way that game went down. But the, the Chiefs lost the game, um, and deservedly so. So give the Bengals all the credit. Man, they're going to be an interesting team to watch in the playoffs. We're going to get to them. They're going to be an interesting team. They have a lot of offensive firepower, and Burrow's kind of got that it factor about him. He just doesn't he doesn't care, man. He'll stand in there, take a shot, deliver the ball. He really was very impressive. You know, he gets hurt at the end, and uh, I'm I'm nervous. And then you see him in the in the post game locker room, and he's, he's okay. dancing around. Yeah, so hopefully, yeah. all is good there. Our guy Gonzo is uh, putting in the chat. The Chiefs need Antonio Brown badly. Who I know you want to talk about today, Verter. I'm kidding. We are going to talk. I, I about really, it. I don't. We're gonna. But I, I'm so sick of talking about this clown show. I really am. Like I. I, I just don't understand how anybody could want that guy on the team, on any team. Like I, I, I understand that he's a talented player. He's not a great player anymore. Like he's he's fine. He's a he's a good receiver. He can be a difference maker in spots. I'm not denying that. Like he's certainly talented. But is his is his remaining talent worth the headache? And for people who say, well, it's only one month, uh, ask the Raiders how one month went. Ask the Pats how 13 days went. Like, the idea that it's just some guarantee that he's going to go in there and be fine for a month, month and a half. I mean, have fun with that. Vax, you know, fake Vax cards, and, and it's stripping as he's quitting the team. I mean, it's just, it's insanity what's going on with him. It is, and couple things number one gonzo i i knew you were kidding about bringing antonio brown to to the chiefs but there is there hey if, if 
there, if you believe what's being reported out there, that there apparently might be some interest in Antonio Brown. But what's true or not, and I'll get back to the Chiefs in a second, but let me just say this about A.B. This is ultimately on him. You have to grow yourself up in life. You have to become an adult. Nobody gets perfect parenting. At some point, you have to see your gaps and become a, a ideally a, a, a professional. How's that? And, and a good person, which which Antonio Brown has got light years to go to. But this is also about the enablers out there. All right. Yep. I mean, we. Yeah. You know, when you go back to, I bet he, I bet he was being coddled along with a zillion other athletes with a ton of talent. High school on, maybe even junior high, just yeah. and, and coddled in just different ways. From you know, people get pushed through school, people get pushed through. In in this guy's case, their issues. Hey, dude, will you be better tomorrow? Versus, and and, and Bruce Arians, you said you didn't want this dude. You knew you didn't want him. And, and you cave to Tom, and then the dude goes fake vax card. You don't care. More enabling. It, we, we, we prioritize winning way too freaking much. And I, and I know it's professional sports, but it, and I should let me, re, let me restate that. It's not, we, we prioritize winning, but in the cases like this, you end up losing. It's very rare that a guy like this ever works out. You're, you think you're prioritizing winning, but it's actually it's so short-sighted. It, it's very rare that you get a Randy Moss in New England who we misread, and Randy, you know, perfect dude was in, if in the right situation. You saw it. He performed. Or a, say a, a Dennis Robin, let's go, let's flip to my, my Bulls love. That guy in most situations doesn't work. In, in Chicago with Phil Jackson who lets him go get drunk in Vegas, and then you got Jordan to go get him. And whatever else, it, it, it can work. It's still going to end bad. A, B, most guys, it, it isn't what even, even if it's, oh, you know, hey, I talent we're trying to win. It, it, it never ends. Well. Very, 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 I shouldn't say never, but very rare. And don't enable people. That's all I'm saying. To your best friends or to whoever. It, it's, it's, well, it's a bad right. way to go about life. Fine. But, you know, I'll also say, and this is probably an unpopular opinion, but I, I don't care. Okay, look, everybody's running around on Twitter, and and, and, and I'm sure it's on TV. I'll have seen it on TV, but I'm sure I've been some commentary about it. How you can't take a shot at him, you can't criticize him because, you know, he's got a mental health issue. First of all, how the hell do you know he's got a mental health issue? Maybe he's just an asshole. I mean, it, it, does that exist anymore? Like, people are just jerks sometimes. Now, maybe he does have a mental health issue. You know, then you get the people who, to me, are really irresponsible. Who are just like, well, CTE. First of all, you can't diagnose CTE unless somebody's passed away. Okay, maybe, maybe not. But like to just go there is irresponsible and gross in some ways. As far as mental health stuff, look, I'm not. I mean, clearly there's an issue, but some people are just jerks. They are like some people are just bad dudes, man. And quitting a football team doesn't make you a bad dude. It makes you a bad teammate. Doesn't make you a bad individual, but there is a mound of evidence that he is a bad dude. Just straight up. I mean, we don't have to relitigate his entire life. You go look at all this stuff. Go read his Wikipedia page and then do your own research. Okay, like there is hordes of information on why and videos and videos. Yeah, videos. I mean, he's, he's a bad dude, man. Like, let's just yeah. call it what it is. 
And these people are like, well, you know, you got to get him the help he deserves. Why the hell do I have to get him the help he deserves? It's not my damn problem. Like, you, he should get himself some damn help. Or, as you said, and you're right, the people that are closest to him should get should be like, hey, A.B., you need help, man. You need help. Like, real help. Not like, hey, sit down with a sports psychologist for two weeks. Like, real help. But and to your point, Carm, and you're bang on, NFL teams, right or wrong, do not care. They do not care. They're looking at him going, can he perform? And this year he had 545 yards in seven games. He's not the player he once was, but he's still a very good football player. And teams will just dip. Look, there's an old saying, the more talent you have, the more slack you will get. Well, that's I, he's gotten an inordinate amount of slack in his career. He's talented. He's really talented. But at this point, like if you're a team, should the Buccaneers release him? Because he's not been released yet. Should the Bucs release him? Is he worth signing? If you're the Packers, if you're Kansas City, um, if you're Buffalo, like, is he worth the nonsense and the headache? And for everyone who says, well, it's just a month, it's just a month, he lasted New England for 13 days. Go ask the Raiders how a month with Antonio Brown is. Like, it could be fine. It could be nuclear by the time the playoffs start. Like, you have no idea what the hell is going to happen. I, I just, I think, look, look, everybody wants to make excuses and give him a reason. Well, you, know, you got to support the guy. Hey, look, he's a grown man. And his friends should be looking out for his best interests. But that doesn't mean it's out of bounds to say he's acting like a dope and he's conducted himself as such. And he should pay the consequences for it should teams decide, hey, we don't want to deal with it. Well, then that's his problem. He put himself in that position, nobody else. Of course he did. And I, I listen, I get yelled at because, uh, what's Joshua? On the on the on the college side, you know, if you're a school that you know everyone's like, oh you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, right? Yeah. Um, let, let's let, let however we can win national championships or be in the conversation, let's do it. Versus actually having integrity about how you go about your business, and then it gets professional sports, it gets even wonkier. It's the pros, man. Who cares what their character is? There, these are hired guns. They're here to win. There's just a part of me, man. I like I like to win with good people. I like to win with people that deserve it. And I and I will I will lose going down with, with those dudes rather than feel like I won because I, I you know I, I kissed the devil to do it. I'm not saying that Antonio Brown is the devil. Um, but he ain't great. So, you know, I, I just there, we end of the day you got you look at yourself in the main life. I think it's a, a important thing. Let me let we move off it. I just want, let me let me just touch on the Chiefs and the and the rewinding back to the the officials. Third and twenty seven, Jamar Chase is running one on one. They pick oh, it that's up. The game. That's the game. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I mean. Yes. So. Yeah. And I understand like everything else, but the dude's having one of the all time great games in the history of the NFL. He's running one on one. You can't. I don't think you can look at anything else other than that. And, that's where and, it starts. And, right. And it probably ends. You can. Also look at I think it's parallel like, like just strategic wise. Maybe you just let them score, man. They're they're sneaking down to the goal line. You get Patrick Mahomes, you got Kansas City damn Chiefs. You you you, you got to know that's the odds are extremely extremely good that they are going to score. 
So what are, what are your best odds to get it back? If you ran it through some smart mathematicians, what's your best odds here? Probably to let them score and get it back and, 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 and go get a touchdown and go to overtime. I would, I would think mathematically-wise that would add up. Maybe. I will defend Andy Reid on this. I thought if they don't get a bogus hands-to-the-face penalty in the end zone, they stopped them. The Chiefs stopped them. Like, I, I mean, I can't kill the Chiefs because they, they did it. They stopped him at the goal line. I mean, they stopped him twice. And and now, look, the one pound I think was legitimate. The other one I do not think was legitimate. So I think Kansas City actually, to, to Reed's credit, I I think they they were justified in what they did at the goal line. Now, you could make the case the other way, but that's my feeling on it. Now, I will, Carl, I 100% agree with you. Third and 27 is the football game. I mean, you just cannot. It's a corner of the damn field, as Nick Wright pointed out on on Fox Sports the other day. Or, or your good buddy and, and somebody that I, I enjoy listening to. Um, it's quarter of the field. You have third and twenty seven, and not because they doubled them and he made an unbelievable play, but because the Chiefs were just like, "That's ah, all right, one on one again. Why not?" I, I mean, it was one of the, look. I am a huge Steve Spagnuolo guy. I have been dating all the way back to when I was in my high school days, and he was with the Giants. He's a really good coordinator. That is the dumbest call of the entire NFL season for any team. The dumbest. That's like Greg Williams-esque, like a cover zero blitz and letting a guy get free on like a Hail Mary attempt. It was it was impossibly stupid to do that. But, look, there's a lot of things. I mean, the Chiefs dropped passes. They had a kickoff return brought back. Uh, they went for a touchdown on a penalty. And, and a good call, by the way. They had multiple third downs where they converted. And they, they had to go back because they took penalties. Um, you know, and then, yeah, look, the officiating at the end of the game was a sideshow. It was, I, I mean, the, the hands to the face should not, it was not a penalty. There was a call on the drive before that, that extended a touchdown drive where Lajarius Sneed did not, I mean, literally did not even touch Jamar Chase and was called for pass interference. Um, you know, and that's, that's a, a drive where the Chiefs would have gotten the ball back of four with like 10 minutes left, you know, so. But that all said, we all know that this is true. When you play a game and you let it be close, the officials then become a factor. Maybe it helps you, maybe it hurts you, but that's the way it goes. The Chiefs had three separate 14-point leads in the first half of that game. That game should have been over. Put away and done with early in the game. And Kansas City, by its own volition, with no help of the officials, left them in and left them in and left them in and left them in, and they paid for it. Um and now the question, Carm, is would you take the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl, assuming they're the two seed and they got to play three games, or would you take somebody else now, maybe the Titans, who only have two games, two home games? So I, I, I think it's very hard to, to bet on Tennessee just when you look at the talent of Kansas City and you look where the Titans are at and what's Derrick Henry going to be. But I got to tell you, right now you're lined up to play the Chargers in week one, and then uh, – who, who do you get in, in, in it's you just made you probably made it a lot. Buffalo, I would think. probably Buffalo. You 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 just lined up a way tougher road, way yeah. tougher. I, so, I agree with uh, Joshua who says in the chat the Chargers are the worst case for the, for the Chiefs. They are the Chargers. That is uh, that is not an easy football game. Now I will say this: I I would pick Kansas City to win the game, but they could lose it. They could absolutely lose it. That game, like, 
Herbert's a great quarterback. They've got two great receivers. They've got the best receiving back in the NFL. They've got Derwin James who can limit Kelsey. I mean, let's not forget, Kelsey's game against the Chargers was unbelievable. He had one catch when Derwin James was in the game. Like they, they, The offense went crazy when James went out with a hamstring injury. But until then, the Chiefs offense was good when James was in the game, but Kelsey did nothing. Then, then all of a sudden, James goes out and the Chiefs just went nuts. But I... I agree with Gonzo saying that. Look, the Chargers could beat the Chiefs in a close game, and I could see that happening. I could also see the Chiefs winning that game 42-17. to 17. The Chargers are just as bizarre as any team in football. I, that's why, by the way, and we're going we're gonna to get to that game later here when we have Peter Dewey coming on, who, who's in for Ben Heisler this week. Um, that Raiders-Chargers game, anything imaginable is on the table in that game. Anything. I could see the Raiders killing them. I can see the Chargers killing them. I can see that game coming down to some guy missing a 22-yard field goal. Like, anything is possible in that game. I'll tell you right now, if you're the Chiefs, in my opinion, oh, you're assuming the Colts beat the Jags. Because if the Jags win, then there's a million scenarios. But, I, I mean, look, the Colts are like a 17-point favorite. Assuming they win, you're going to either get the Chargers or you're going to get the Colts, uh, I believe. I believe that maybe there's some other weird scenario. But that's almost certain. If I... You're a Chiefs fan. You want the Colts in the worst way, in my opinion. The Colts, to me, that is by far the easier road. But we'll see. You holding on any hope on the Texans? Uh, no, not the, really. I mean, Texans play, play the things for those who don't know. Of course, Chiefs are with Tennessee, but Tennessee's got the head-headed pitch, so, so they've got the one seed right now. I'll, I will say this. I do not think Houston's going to win that game. But you know how, Carm, sometimes you watch a team like the Giants last week who are just dogs. I mean, they are just laying down at this point. It's beyond over. I will give the Texans this. They will play hard in that game. They have played hard all year long. Like, I do think the Texans will give an honest effort. I just don't think it's going to be near enough. But I I think they will try. I don't think it's going to be one of these games where there's a bags packed ready to go home. They're a young team. David Culley's done a nice job of keeping their interest. I mean, they beat the Chargers a couple weeks ago, and they they played the Niners tough for three quarters. Like, I do think they'll they'll play hard. I, I just don't think it's going to be enough to win. Let, let's take a look at the NFC. Uh, and San Francisco, hey, way to, way to go, Trey Lance. A little, little plucky at the end of the season here, getting, getting a nice win. And uh, feels wide open, man, uh, outside of the fact that Green Bay, this is your best chance to do it. And if you don't do it, it, it it's it's going to be hard to live with for, for Aaron Rodgers and company up there. You are the one seed. You can rest your players this week. You can, you're going to have a bye. I, I just said wide open. I, I mean, wide open outside of the pack. Like the, they are a prohibitive favorite yeah, at this point. I, I, would just, say. I can't call that wide open, man. The Packers are so, if the Packers don't get to the Super Bowl this year, it's going to be the worst loss of Rodgers' career. Hands down. So who do you think is in in two side here? Who is the number one two, if you will? Tampa. You think Tampa? Tampa? Yeah, I do because of who the quarterback is. That's why. Okay. That that son of a bitch is liable in any game <laughs> to go for four hundred yards and five touchdowns. And you know, hey man, you could see it, couldn't you? Like, couldn't you just see? A game where Brady goes up there, he's played cold weather his whole career, and he's just 
picking apart the linebackers, and he's picking on Kevin King, and he's picking on Eric Stokes. He's been good as a rookie, but he's a rookie. Okay, and he's just going at him, and they're dumping it off the Fournette, and he's just third and five, third and two, third and four, and he's just picking it up, picking it up, picking it up. And all of a sudden, you look up, and you're like, oh, my God, they're up 28-24 at the two-minute warning. Like that, he is just, he is more than capable of winning that. Like I, I wouldn't pick them to win, but man, counting him out, like who? Because who else am I taking? Matt Stafford, who looks like garbage the last month and a half. I'm not taking him. The Cowboys, who all of a sudden just can't score a point unless they're playing Washington. I, I'm not taking them. Although I do think they're dangerous. Uh, the Cardinals, they're not going to Lambeau Field and win that game. So. I'm on everybody else. By the way, just to quickly answer in the chat here, uh, Ed asking, does Cincy rest their players this week? I think so, Ed. I think they will. Yes. I'd be surprised if they don't. They're, they're, they're a three or a four seed, essentially, if the Chiefs win on Saturday. So I don't think it matters to them. I think they'll take a bye. They should definitely sit Joe Burrow. That Let the, let whatever's going on with his knee heal up. Uh, you know, the Bucks, Verram, you're, you're talking about, at least out the way it sits right now, you got to beat the Niners, which is no gimme. Granted, it's no, at home. but they'll beat tonight. They're not. You think Brady's losing a Garoppolo with a chipped hand and all the rest of it? I, I unlikely. But no. the 49ers are playing their best football of the year, right? Uh, I, I'm just okay. That's fine. They'll probably be a touchdown favorite in the game, and I, and I would assume they'll win. But then they got to go play the Rams on the road the way it stands right now. I, so that's not that ain't that ain't no. Uh, and, and Matthew Stafford's gotten worse as the years gone on, but that's no gimme. They're going to be in his face, it's man. Not- it's not. I guess I just, man, I'm a big believer in the playoffs. Who the hell, who is your quarterback? Like, it's kind of like in the NBA in the playoffs. You know, you get these teams throughout the regular season, like the Knicks kind of last year, who like, it's just great collection of guys and they're working together and everything's great. And then you get in the playoffs and you're like, oh, right, but the Knicks don't have a top 20 player in the league and Trey Young's going to just murder them because they can't stop him. I feel like in the NFL, you get to the playoffs, especially this day and age, it's a little different than it used to be. Like, you just put the ball in your quarterback's hand. All right, stop him. Like, that that's what's going to happen. You're not so worried about balance and setting a team up. It's your quarterback. It's your coach. Look, McVay's excellent. Like, I don't think McVay is going to be the issue. But Stafford's a mess, man. Like, I – and he's never – he's never won a game that matters, ever. Like, I – I just think, in the end, Brady is going to do whatever it takes to win those couple of games. And by the way, they're still really talented. It's not like the Bucs are some garbage dump of a team. Like, I still think they're going to get to the NFC title game, okay? I still think they're going to be a problem. And, by the way, I still think for the Packers, you'd rather play anybody else. Now, I would take the Packers. I would take the Packers. But I would take anybody else before Tampa if I'm Green Bay. I just look at and maybe it's just much of a week-to-week reaction. The Jets ran all over the Bucks last week. 150 yards, everyone, everyone's getting chunk plays. But this is I, – I didn't think the Bucks were going to win it last year, and their defense has not been near the same that it was last year, which is, by the way, the biggest reason, of course, everybody remembers, I think, that that's why they won. It wasn't like Brady was, you know, No, Brady dyna- stunk he, a lot yeah. of playoffs. But, no, so, you're right. But I just, man, it's it's like it's like if Jordan had made the playoffs with the Wizards, and uh-huh. it was a game, and there's a game seven, and they were, and you'd be like, you know what, like they're probably not going to win because they're the Wizards, but like that son bits go for sixty, like you don't know what the hell's going to happen, like he, he's terrifying. 
unless Scotty Pippen shows up with a migraine. I yeah. I feel I, I feel really good that I got to take a shot at Pip on the show today. All right. Uh let let's 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 move it along here. Oh, at la- last thing before we get into the topics because we were talking before the show and I think this is funny. Did, have you ever had not anywhere close to the level quitting on your team, taking off your shirt, throwing your gloves and everything else into the stands, doing jumping jacks? But Verderam, what's your most Antonio Brown like moment? Uh, and I'll mine. Which is, is, well, I've uh, never had one in quite in to, the, uh, to the extent that we saw from Antonio Brown. That was. Um, that was really special, but in high school, I did play baseball. I did play hockey and my first varsity hockey game. I, uh, if anybody's familiar with hockey, you know, I was, I was a center. So I'm in front of the net and one of their defensemen and they're our main rival, by the way. So the game's already keyed up enough. Kid was taking his stick and he's putting it in my back, like kind of like across my back and pushing down hard like into my back and then down trying to basically get my hockey pants like to to kind of slide a little on you it's just if you've ever played hockey it's a pain in the ass so i turned around after the first you know the whistle or whatever and basically said a few choice words to him like look man knock it off so you know same same thing you know they don't call it in front of the net he's cross-checking they're not calling it so i finally i waited until he focused on the puck going around the boards and he kind of took a, a, a stride or two away from the net and I got behind him and I just took my stick like you would chop down a, a, a tree with an axe and I hit him as hard as I could in the Achilles man I mean I I hit him I don't want to say like a baseball swing because that would imply I went like behind my back but it was like about a halfway and I just I drilled him as hard as I could right above where the skate protection ends and you know in the shin guards a lot of shin guards they don't have the protection in the back so it was that little area, that media, and I hit him as hard as I could, and he collapsed like a building uh, that was imploded. And I, I did get a penalty, and I remember coming off. I got two minutes for slashing, which was I was thankful it was only two and not four. And I went off, and I remember my coach, um, he leaned in because he had told us for the game, don't take penalties, don't take penalties. Right, he was like five minutes in, and. He's like, look, Verderam, if we don't kill this penalty, it's your ass for the rest of the game. You will not play another second for the rest of this game. Like you're a rookie on the on the varsity team. You'll know. Thankfully, they did not score. You were enabled to the whole point of AB. It, it the res, that's terrible by the coach. It shouldn't be whether they score or not. You 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 as as God was saying, criminal stuff, which just did, which is totally hey, let's long enough ago and Verderam. Just, it was 15 years ago. Yeah, and you, and you lost yourself in the moment. You, I mean, you you basically you assaulted someone. Uh, but it, it's in the game of hockey, which and that happens all the time. So uh, I'm not. I didn't hit him in the head. I hit him right. in the leg. He's fine. <laughs> you and he, by the way, for the record, he he hobbled off, but he came back. And, he, he, and the he funny, here's the, here's a funny postscript to this. The following year, the teams merged. Our teams merged. We became really good friends. Um, hey, there you go. It worked there you out. Go. It worked out. We laughed about it after the fact, right? But uh, he was a good dude. Good dude. Um, but I got to tell you, though, Carm, 15 years ago, and if I had to, if I had to do it all over again, I'd have done the same thing. Because let me tell you, the rest of that game, he wasn't doing that anymore in front of the net. And we won 4-2. to two. I had an assist. It was wonderful. Okay? So 
if I had to, if we were if I was in a men's league, which I'm hoping to join here this spring, if COVID doesn't ruin everything, if I'm in a men's league and some guy does that to me again, I'm gonna hit him in the back of the leg again. That's how you get a little bit of space in the game of hockey. Nothing wrong with taking a penalty to you know to get yourself space for the rest of the, the rest of the afternoon. Mike Zach, when you're clipping out the issue this week, please put this one in there. That is, that is a warning to all people at Rockford, Illinois, in the, in the men's league, that Burab's <laughs> coming for you if you hey, try to take down his pants. You play fair, we play fair. You you try to you try to cross check me in the back. You get you're getting you're getting a little bit of a you know hockey blade to the Achilles. You'll be all right. No, I'm yeah. listen. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to rupture an Achilles, but you know you have a black and blue. You're sore for a couple of days. Fine, so be it. There, there you go. Uh, mine is a lot less, and I don't even want to tell my story now because it makes me sound pathetic. Because you're you're doing uh, big things on the rink, but you know, I, as 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 diehard Carm fans might know out there in Stack of the Box, I'm a, you know, I I used to be a huge recreational hooper, but now in my in my old age, I'm a I'm a I'm a big tennis guy, which uh, I wish I would have played a lot more when I was younger, but neither here nor there. So, you know, you're supposed to keep your composure on the court, Verram. And I've had I've I've had my moments with people across the court when they're doing BS, but uh, that's right. Every and, now and, and then, when I, when when I exactly when I was growing up, that was the McEnroe era, and and all these kids were you know you were like you were encouraged to be a diva out there and, and act like a complete moron. And but now I'm you know I'm in my forties here. Calm, control yourself. It's about three times a year after missing my eight thousand forehand and or backhand or whatever in, in some match, I end up flinging my racket against the back wall, and it is so freaking embarrassing because you got – some of us is over there. They, they know that you're completely rattled. They don't They don't want to even look at you, and, and I don't even want to think about, about myself and just walk out of there. So just for – What the hell is wrong with you? For 2022, I'm just going to be able to take deep breaths and, and – and move forward. Why am I getting feedback every now and then? It's, it's a, are you doing something over there? Is that a verter? No, that's not you. Okay. Progressive presents today's to-do list for your cat. Take a nap. Meow till I get food. Get food. Walk away from food. Move to couch. See human. Give cold shoulder. Take a nap. Meow till I get your food. Your pet has a food. very busy schedule, so it's up to you to make sure they're protected. That's why Progressive Car Insurance covers your pets for up to $1,000 if they're ever in a car accident with you. Move to couch. Aggressively clean myself. Take a nap. Meow till I get food. Get coverage get for your pets with anti-auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with a purchase of collision coverage and subject to policy terms. Hey, uh, uh, our guy Dewey is ready to jump in here. Bet sided as we go to our six games this week, the final week. Sitting in for Ben Heisler. Peter, thanks for making time, brother. Good to see you. Yeah, guys. Thanks for having me on. We're, we're starting with a doozy here, although, I mean, the Chiefs, I guess, are trying to keep themselves in position with a Saturday night extravaganza with the Denver Broncos. There you go. Everybody loves Kansas City, a 10-point favorite on the road. Low number at 44. Nobody thinking that the Broncos are going to find the end zone. Uh, Pete, we start with you on all these. So what do you think here? Who are you taking, KC and Denver? Yeah, th- this is a, a tough one, Carm, because obviously the Chiefs have a ton to play for. The Broncos have nothing to play for. Probably going to see Drew Locke with Teddy Bridgewater still in the concussion protocol. So Broncos offenses look absolutely terrible with Drew Locke under center. Some of it not his fault. Some of it the fact that they had so many guys out due to COVID last week. But this is a game where I think Kansas City can kind of run away with this one. They obviously need this win if they want any chance of getting that number one seed in the AFC. And if you look at the Broncos – Um, This year, they are the best team 
in the NFL at hitting the under in games. They're 12 and four on unders this year, and 11 of their 16 games have finished with a total under 44 points. I think there's two plays I actually kind of like in this game. I, I think I like the Broncos to are the, the Chiefs to cover the 10 in this game. I just don't think Denver has anything to play for. I think Vic Fangio is going to probably be on his way out at the end of the year. And I like the under in this game. The Chiefs held the Broncos just nine points the last time they played. It was a 22 to nine game. I think we see a similar type of scenario where Kansas City kind of dominates and then can coast and, and the Broncos offense just can't get going. Uh, I'll, I'll be short and sweet. I agree on both plays. I think, first of all, by the way, um, when you get a team like Denver who's playing for nothing, business decisions are made the last week or two of the season. Like, guys, eh, do I really want to risk having a surgery in the offseason? Eh, not really. Like, maybe maybe I don't lower my shoulder on that running back. Maybe I just kind of shove him and hope he falls over. You know, like, yeah, look, Denver will, will I, I think, put together a decent defensive effort because they are a very good defense. Drew Locke is, is just liable to throw two picks and get sacked four or five times. Like, I think it's one of these games where it's going to be 24 to nine, you know, something like that. Like, the Chiefs will just kind of sit on the football and take the air out of it late in the game. I will say, though, there's also a scenario here where the Chiefs try to do anything they can to ball them out early and then just sit guys. Like, that is also in play. I could see Andy being like, look, we're going to try to do whatever we can to get up 20 points in this game and then just grab a seat. But I agree. I think the Chiefs will cover, and I think the, I think it will go under because I don't think Denver's going to score 10 points in this game. Is this line moved a lot, Peter? Or is it oh. – it was at 10 and a half. It's gone down to 10. I think just like okay. when you get double digit spreads with the hook, obviously people are going to, going to take that. But I mean, I just don't, I like Matt said, I can't, I can't get behind the Broncos at all in this spot. They have literally nothing to play for. It's so tough. 79% of the money's on the chiefs and nobody has bet the chiefs better this season than right here at the Carm. Thank you very much. I had the Bengals last week because everybody loved Kansas city. It is scary, scary to, uh, say Denver this week, but I would have the Broncos based on how I bet the Chelsea season long. All right, let's go to Indian in Jadonville. Uh, Colts got to have it, and everyone thinks they're going to have it. 15 and a half points on the road. Uh, and another great play this year is betting against Jacksonville because they have just been absolute. What's their record against the spreader, Peter? Because it's, it's got to be brutal. The number's 44. It's it's really bad. Jacksonville's four and twelve against the spread so far this year, so they are the worst team in the NFL. And last week, we saw a similar number when they played the Patriots. I stayed away from that one just because New England lost two games coming in, didn't really know how it was going to go, and obviously we all saw how that game went with the Patriots blowing them out. So I like the Colts in this spot. Obviously, like you said, Carm, they they need this game. They have to win this game. Um, it makes their lives a. a thousand times easier if they just go take care of business against the worst team in the NFL um and you look at Jacksonville they do not defend the run well they allow the eighth eighth most rushing yards in the NFL I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be able to roll against them and the Colts they had some COVID issues the past couple weeks they're three and oh against the spread as a double digit favorite this year so this is their fourth game as a double digit favorite division game but we've seen how bad Jacksonville's been I think Indy rolls in this one there's a part of me that wants to say that Jacksonville makes this an interesting game because Jacksonville has actually played the Colts really well in recent years. Like, they won one game last year. They beat the Colts. They almost beat them in Indianapolis this season. That being said, I believe strongly in, like, the desperation portion of these games late in the year. 
Jacksonville, nobody's had a more miserable year. That team, everybody and their mother is waiting to just speed out of the parking lot and be done with the season. I think the Colts are just going to kill them. I think it's going to be one of these games where it's like 31-3, to and that's it, and they go home. So while there is a part of me that kind of thinks Jacksonville's interesting as, as an underdog just to cover, I'll take Indy. I, I think Indianapolis just rolls them. But I also think the under, by the way, here, because I don't think Jacksonville could score points. To all the stag in the box uh, listeners out there who play Jacksonville, you have my respect. It's it's it is a it is a huge moment. I mean, when you step up into the well or your whatever your your phone, say Jacksonville, congratulations. That's big time. All right, Tennessee and Houston, all there for the Titans to be the one seed. They're an eleven point favorite as they should be, forty three. Uh, which is, of course, uh, indicative of, of exactly the way they play football. Wh- what do you like the most here, Peter? Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be too fun this week, guys. I'm not really rooting for many points. I, my, my play in this game is the under uh, 43, and really it, it comes down to a couple things. Texans won. They struggled to run the ball last week against San Francisco, led to them only scoring one touchdown. I think they're going to have a similar problem against Tennessee, allows just four, point, uh, four yards per carry this season. And then you look at the other thing for the Texans in this game. They're playing against a Titans team that has, I don't trust to cover a double-digit spread on the road, but they've played five of their last six games under this number. So you got the Titans have won games by ball control. Try not to turn the ball over. You're playing a lesser opponent. I think they just try and run them into the ground in this game. And 43, like we're banking on Davis Mills to put up a lot of points. I know he's had some good games this season, but I think the Tennessee – the fact that they can get the one seed in this game, they're not going to mess around. They're going to try and come out and win this game. So I like them. I like the under in this game. I don't love Tennessee minus 11, um, but if that was the side I was going to pick, I would probably take that side as well. I'm actually going to say that I think Houston stays in this game. I don't think they're going to win the game. But Houston has played really hard all year long. And we talked about it earlier before you joined, Peter. I, I think the one thing for the Texans, like you look at the Giants – You'll get Jacksonville. Those teams are just cooked. Those teams, you could give me a 30-point spread. I might go the other way. The Texans, they've played hard every game. Like and they, they just beat and they beat the hell out of the Chargers two weeks ago. You know, they, they went to San Francisco, they hung in that game. I don't think they're gonna win, but I would not be surprised with 10 minutes to go in the game if you're like, oh my God, is Tennessee gonna blow this? Is this is this possible? Are they gonna lose this game? Because the one thing that scares me with the Titans. They don't have the offense to run away. And when you leave a team in the game, then all of a sudden it becomes one of those, like, well, what the hell? We're already in the game. Let's just try to win it. You know, that's why I think Denver and, and, the, and the Jags are in deep trouble in these games. Because the, the, other, the Chiefs and the Colts, especially Kansas City, they have the offense to just, to just make it like, ah, oh, the hell with this. We're getting killed anyway. Let's just go home. Whereas I don't know that Tennessee can do that. Like, I could see it being like 17-13 in the fourth quarter. And at that point, if you're Houston, you're like, well, what the heck? Let's end, this, let's end it on a high note. Let's just beat them. I think Tennessee wins, but I, 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 think, they, I think they fail to cover the spread. I think it's a one-score game. Davis Mills is a sleeper MVP candidate, according to Cheeto Freak. Love it. Huge. That's a, that's a, that's a big-time jump. And Cheeto Freak, we missed you. Thanks for being back. All right, yeah. let's go to uh, Pittsburgh and the Ravens. Uh, Baltimore, of course, uh, banged up and n- – no more disappointing team, at least in my mind, not being in the playoffs, although they are still mathematically alive here. But five losses in a row, they're done. But they are a three-and-a-half-point favorite, and uh, say goodbye to Big Ben, all that. 42 is the number here. Peter, what do you got? 
Yeah, I'd love to get your guys' take on the Steelers this year because I am just – Mike Tomlin has done a fantastic coaching job because I think this team stinks. I cannot believe that they've won eight games at this point. Um, I think the Browns mailed that game in last night. Just absolutely were like, oh, we're all set. We're out of the playoffs. Let's let's just let them win. Um, I'm going to take the Ravens in this spot, and I know that's probably going to be an unpopular play purely because we don't know if Lamar Jackson is going to have any chance of playing. And obviously they've lost a bunch of games, but they've covered in three of their last four and they covered against the Packers and the Rams kept the, kept both those games relatively close. The only game they didn't cover was the Josh Johnson game. So if Tyler Huntley's able to play quarterback, I actually like them to, to, to stay in this game. He has a very similar skill set to Lamar Jackson. They don't really have to change too much offensively, not saying that he is Lamar Jackson, but you, you can get away with it there. Mike Tomlin's very good as a road dog. But I think the Ravens in this spot, both these teams need to win if they want any prayer it's staying alive in this playoff picture. I, I think I got to go with the Ravens. I just don't think the Steelers are a good enough football team. And I doubt Big Ben can attack the Ravens secondary the way Joe Burrow and some of these other quarterbacks have. The Steelers suck. Um, the Ravens also suck. So I'll take the points and just say I think Pittsburgh stays within a field goal, maybe they even win. I will say, though, it's going to be fascinating if the Colts, by some miracle, lose that game to Jacksonville. These two teams are suddenly unbelievably alive. Like, I I almost am here for it. Like, if Wentz throws four picks and somehow it's like a it's a, a battle royale death match in Baltimore. And I, I will say this, as a Chiefs fan, please give me Pittsburgh in the wild card round. Bring them in. Thank you very much. It's like getting your buy back. Uh, but I no listen. I I think I think it's a, a tight game. So I'll just I'll just take the points and say, listen. I think it's within a field goal either way. Um, neither team's good. Neither team's good. The, the Ravens can't stop anybody. And you know everybody's waxing poetic about Roethlisberger last night, which I got to tell you, in, in some ways, almost makes me somewhat uncomfortable. But uh, nice game. Like three yards in attempt on, on forty six attempts. Like, my God, you think at one point he just completes a 15-yarder, and that's the end of three. Nope, nope. It was uh, it was the vintage way to go out for, for Roethlisberger, just completing passes for two yards a clip. Well done. Phenomenal career, though. We'll see you. We'll see you in the great career. Up. But, my God, he's been done for two years. I, I got it. I got it. All right, let's do the Niners and the Rams, which is just a battle of two playoff teams. Of course, the Rams have been on an incredible run here, and uh, – Lock it in that two seed, which would be, I, I think, enormous uh, when you look at the playoffs. But anyway, they're a five-point favorite on the uh, spry. Getting ready, perhaps, for a battle with the Bucks, San Francisco 49ers. Peter, 44-and-a-half, by the way. Yeah, this line's actually moved today, a win bet, to uh, Rams minus four. And I think that's because Kyle Shanahan is so great as an underdog um, in his career. He's 24-17 and 17 against the spread. Um, and he's won five straight games against Sean McVay. We've all heard the, you know, Kyle Shanahan has, has Sean McVay's number. I like the 49ers with the points in this game for that reason. I, I think that they are, they know, again, another team we've been talking about, the Colts, like they kind of have to win this game with the way the, the playoff um, is looking in the NFC. So now you, you've got a team that you've killed the last three three years at this point. I think they um, are able to at least cover the number of plus four um, they've been really good against the run this year, um, especially last week against the Texans. They just completely shut them down. They made Davis Mills beat them. Matt Stafford has not looked great for about a month now. 
It depends who's going to start for the 49ers. I almost like Trey Lance more just because we don't really know how Jimmy Garoppolo's hand is going to hold up. But I think they cover. Kyle Shanahan's a beast in these kind of spots. Totally agree. I I like the Niners to cover. And I think if the Niners had a healthy quarterback, like, because I don't know that I trust Lance, but if if Garoppolo's healthy and I don't, I'm not a big Jimmy G guy, I would pick the Niners to win the game. The Niners just kill them. They beat them every time they play them, as you mentioned. Um, this is also the quintessential Matt Stafford throws three picks and just costs them every possible thing. I, I am a Stafford guy, have been most of my my uh, my life since he's been in the league. He has had games lately where it's like he's got the like money on the other team. Like he just throws balls right at guys. Like what what is he looking at? Um, I think they'll win because I just don't think the, the Niners are any quarterback. But I'll be I'll be frank, man. I wouldn't be shocked if the Niners won. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be blown away by that. So it's a big game because if the Niners lose and the Saints beat the Falcons, the Saints are in the playoffs and the Niners are out. So the Niners have to win. But the Rams are also trying to win to be the divisional champion and also to be a two seed. So there's a lot in the line for both sides. So if you had to bet on that, I was going to tee that up for you, Vert Ram. Who you got the Saints or the Niners in the playoffs? If you had to bet right now, the Saints because I think the Niners lose close. I think the Saints find a way, and then and then my God, enjoy Taysom Hill in a playoff game as he just gets destroyed. Well, I got to tell you, if by some miracle it's the Saints and the Bucks, like it's like the kryptonite from hell for the Bucks for whatever the reason. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not looking forward to watching uh, Taysom Hill throw the ball into the ground 80 times in a playoff game. All right, let's wrap it up here, Chargers. And Raiders, Chiefs fans, you rooting for the Raiders here? I know it's hard to do, but uh, maybe it makes more sense for you. Uh, of course, and of course, the Raiders are at home. Forty-nine. The Chargers a three-point road favorite. This this one, I could see this one going a million different ways. Like uh, I, this game is just so tough because we've seen the Chargers go from when they blow out the Broncos in the game they're supposed to win last week, and then the week before they lose to the Texans. So it kind of makes no sense what they've done this entire year. It's it's quintessential Chargers. I just don't know if they're going to blow another opportunity. The Raiders right now are three and five against the spread at home. And I know they've won three straight to put themselves in this position, but let's not overrate those three wins. They barely beat Nick Mullins. They barely beat Drew Locke. And then they beat the Colts last week, which I thought was a pretty good win, but again, came down to a, a, a final drive. So I think Justin Herbert's the better quarterback in this game. Chargers have more healthy guys on offense, which I think is going to help a lot. And, potentially Brandon Staley, we've seen how aggressive he's been this year. Maybe that comes and actually ends up helping the Chargers in this game. I, I'm a big fan of the the analytics. Is sometimes it's the right decision. You can't just judge it off of oh, the hindsight. I think maybe if he goes, goes for it and it gets aggressive at some point in this game, it helps the Chargers really pull away. I'm going to take them, considering they covered the last time these two teams plays, I'm going to take them to cover the three-point spread in this one. I never do this because I'm always about picking a side and being on that side. I'm taking the over. I have no clue who the hell's winning this football game. This game, I said it earlier on the pod. I'll say it again. Anything that happens in this football game will not surprise me. Anything. I could see the Chargers winning 38-13. to 13. I could see the Chargers getting blown out because they're the Chargers and they just lost to the Texans two weeks ago. I, I could see Derek Carr throwing for 400 yards. I could see Derek Carr throwing three picks. I could see the Chargers missing four field goals. I, I, any anything imaginable can happen in this game. It's in Vegas at the Death Star. 
You've got the Chargers, who are the AFC's version of the Vikings, but just like slightly more talented. Like it, the Chargers, and I said this earlier, Peter, I, I believe this. If the Chargers make the playoffs, I could 100% see them going into Arrowhead and beating the Chiefs. 100%. I could also see the Chiefs beating them 45 to 10. Like anything is possible when the Chargers are involved. I will, I guess I'll say this. I will swallow the point, or I will, I, excuse me, I will, I will take the point. And say so I think it's I think it's within three points. I just think it's a bizarre game. I think the Chargers should win by like ten. I also wonder though, the Raiders. How much does it matter they're at home in this game? It's going to be they're going to be going nuts in that building. Like, does it matter? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but I think the Chargers should win. But it's the Chargers. So does that mean anything? I don't know. Give me the over. All right. Hey, Peter, great job stepping in, brother. We uh, we missed Ben, but we loved you. So thanks for being here and uh, continue your great work over at uh, fansided.com forward slash betsided, where they are taking over the world, damn it. Uh, so we'll see you soon again, Peter, I hope. Thanks, guys. It was super fun. Thanks a lot, man. Peter Dewey. at P- You saw the Twitter on there as I'm losing at Peter Dewey, Peter too. Dewey. Oh, by the way, he's also a Knicks fan, so he shares my pain. You guys are in the scuffle right now. We God, can get they to that. suck. Yeah, uh, well, you want Julius Randle for a basketball? Yes, I'll take I'll take Julius Randle. Would you like him? <laughs> Please. How do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K, unreasonably good. All right, let, let's run through a couple quick things on the way out here. Yep. We, appreciate, we appreciate everybody. Uh, quickly, division winner, most vulnerable in the wild card round. Verderam, where are you going? I think it's Dallas. Like, have they, can Dallas beat a good football team? And I, by the way, I also said earlier, and I believe this, I think they're dangerous too. Like they're kind of the – they're kind of like the Chargers in that regard. They could lose to anybody, and I wouldn't even be – I wouldn't blink. But they could also beat anybody, and I wouldn't be shocked. But the Cowboys are just bizarre. They, you know, I, and I don't see the Bucks losing. I don't. If the Rams are the divisional winner, they're not losing to the Saints or the Eagles. I, I just don't see that. The NFC's wild card teams are so weak. Um, and the Cowboys can play the Cardinals. So I, I think the Cardinals are the one team that, that is a very good wild card team in the NFC. In the AFC, the Chiefs could man. Like they are almost my pick, but I if they play the Chargers. But I think in the end the Chiefs will beat them, even if it's a hair raising game. I will go. I will throw this caveat out. If Buffalo plays the Colts, the Colts are a nightmare for Buffalo. That is the one game. Like if you're the Bills, that is the last team in the world you want going into that building because of the way they play. But I will say Dallas because I think Dallas of all the teams I just reeled off, I think is is just the weakest and the most inconsistent. I'm taking the Titans. Uh, I, I Derrick Henry coming back, not coming back. I don't know what that looks like. Incorporating him back into the offense. That's got to be. That's the weakest one seed. If that's how it turns out, that the AFC's thrown up in a in a while slash NFC. So and plus they're going to get a buy. I, I I would I would be um, willing to say that Tennessee is not going to be in the AFC championship game, even if they end up as the one seed. So is your p- position, I'm assuming, just knowing you and how we've talked that you're on, that the Chiefs will just end up hosting the AFC championship game? That would be my p- – yes, that's correct. I still think they somehow, s- some way get there. 
Uh, be it a te- be it a tech surprising Texans win this week and or the Titans losing their opening game in the playoffs. One of the two. Do you think there's any chance the Texans win this week? I do. I do. Yeah. I do. And I, I don't not take anything again. Oh, I, I am taking stuff away from the Titans. I respect the year that they've had. And I but you're asking me what one what division champ am I fading? I'm I'm gonna fade the Titans. Yeah. Uh, okay. uh, um so all right, we'll see. Little little slight bolt take by good old Carm here. Uh, where are the Bengals going to win their first playoff game since 1990? Let's go, Cincinnati! Come on, baby! I'd like longest to see longest drought in the NFL, uh, one year longer than Detroit's. I think I think the answer is yes. I think the answer is yes. I, I think they will. I think they will win a playoff game because my my belief is they will lose this weekend because they won't care. They'll just rest guys. They'll take a bye week. They'll be the four seed because the Bills have to play hard because they have to win the division. If I'm right about that, and the Colts win as you'd expect them to, um, that probably leaves you with New England as the five if New England beats Miami. Um, yep. I think Cincinnati's a better team than New England is. I mean, I, Belichick scares the hell out of you in any game because you know he's so great that he's just capable of putting together a game plan where the Bengals are befuddled for a half. I mean, look, man, I saw him do it to Mahomes multiple times this rookie year where the Chiefs just could not figure out what the hell was going on for 30 minutes of football and then ended up losing. But I think the Bengals are just better. The Bengals have a really good offense. You know, I've got to be fair. Going into last weekend, I thought the Bengals were good, uh, but I, I didn't think they were of that caliber yet. I still think it did take a... An, an, an out-of-body performance by them to beat a Chiefs team that basically played like crap for 30 minutes. But they're not playing the Chiefs. They're playing the Pats in this. In this, And I, I think they beat them. I think they will win the game. Yes. I'm picking the Bengals over the Pats. Let's go Cincinnati. One time. Do it Do it for all the the the, the, the Bengals Who day fans. nation. Who day nation. Who day. By the way, deserves it. Which I get confused because I was years of this crap. Like I'm very happy for Bengals fans. They deserve to have a team to be excited about. Who dat is the Saints and who day is the Bengals? Yes, this is very challenging because I was about Saints- to say who who dat. I'm like that's the that's the Saints. One of these years need that to be a Super Bowl. <laughs> who dat versus who? That's dad. right. All right. I, I, hey, let's uh let's get Baker in here. Who's hey dude? Uh hey, hey Baker. You're a decent, competent quarterback. You could not play through your dealing with him, buddy. You, you have uh, you impacted yourself. So I don't know. Brown's moving on from him to miss the money on this one. How much? How much am I getting him for? I think ultimately that's going to be what is the decision. I'm not signing Baker no matter what. Right. Well, I mean, look. Here's the problem. So you have him for the fifth year next year. You don't have to extend him, and, I, and they, I'm sure it won't. But what do you do? Because I, I did a spaces on this on Twitter yesterday, which, I, by the way, I've become a spaces uh, addicted. It, 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 I'm, I'm spaces addicted, right? It's a disaster. I'm on that like three, four times. I, just, I love talking ball. Um, it's a problem because – all right, so I think in a vacuum they should move on. I think he stinks. All right, I I think he is. You know, let me not let me not say. I don't think he stinks. I think he's an average quarterback 
who is very limited. I think he's Garoppolo. I think he's Tannehill. Okay, and I don't think those guys stink. So I don't, I, I don't want to overstate. I don't think he stinks. I think he's average, and I think everything's got to be perfect for him to succeed. And even then, if they play a really good team, he's probably not going to succeed. So I'd move on, but the problem is the draft stinks for quarterbacks. That That is not too strong of a word in this case. It does stink. I've talked to people around the league a lot over the last month who feel like there's really no there's no first-round guy who's going to change the franchise. Secondly, okay, so who's out there? Russell Wilson might be. Deshaun Watson, pending the legal situation, might be. I don't think Aaron Rodgers will be. But they don't have the draft capital as our teams have. Like Miami has two firsts uh, in 2023, so they have three over the next two years. The Giants have two firsts this year. The Eagles have three firsts should they want to move on from Hurst. I don't know if they will, but if they could if they would, if they want to. Like, does Russell Wilson want to go to Cleveland? Does Deshaun Watson want to go to Cleveland? I don't think they do. Like, I just think they're kind of stuck with him. So I think, yes, they should move on from him in theory. But I think your best option overall, run it back, bring him back, go through the year again, hope the light bulb goes on. And then if it doesn't, then figure it out. But they're in a tough way with him, man. He is, uh, he is not very good. Quarterback decisions are hard. A lot of tough ones, always seemingly moving around the NFL. I guess maybe the Browns are at the top of the list right now. Uh, I mean, I, ultimately playing it out with him, and he'll. I, I, I don't think he'll be happy with that. By the way, so but maybe he'll be fair that this is the best thing. Uh, he, he's going to have to live with it because they're not giving him forty million a year. So yeah, yeah that's just, yeah, it's not happening. All right, last one here. You you want to talk about our teams making a mistake not firing their coaches sooner, which uh, top of the list on that is the Chicago Bears. But um, I got a whole Bears take on this. Why don't you go ahead? You know, I'll basically get out of your way. I I just think, look, with the new rules now, you can got, you get a two-week head start if you want one. And I don't understand why some of these teams haven't just moved on and started this process. I don't know what they're waiting for. Like, why? Uh, but I'll see the floor to you, Carm, if you have a take. Well – Look, in the Bears situation, you, you there's no rush in moving on from Matt Nagy unless you're going to reset the organization, which I wouldn't think you would do until the offseason. So if you're going to bring in John Dorsey or whoever the hell you're going to bring in here to run your football operation, Trace Armstrong's the guy who played for the Bears that's been mentioned. Uh, yep. you, you have to do that first. Uh, I, I get that you might not get the top coach that's out there, but there are plenty of guys, if you're good at your job, that you can find to coach your football team. Ideally, you, want, you know, if there's somebody that you really want and you worry that he's going to go elsewhere, then, then, then chop to it. But uh, the Bears aren't in that position. you got bigger problems than who's coaching the football team. You need a, a total reset. In, in New York's situation, what's happening with Dave Gettleman? He's getting canned, but apparently Joe Judge, just, just keeping him. So – Okay. Uh, again, you 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 have the same deal. Who's running the Giants? Yep. So, and whoever that is, I, I don't like the philosophy. Like this is the coach, and this is who you're going to work with, and you guys try to get along for. No, a year it's a horrible year. idea. It's it's a bad idea. It's a horrible idea. So, you you got it. It has to be get some old school. This is the dude in charge. This is the guy who decides who the coach is. Um, so at any rate, that's, that's, uh, so that's how I'm saying this one, get, get your, get your house in order, then you can deal with the coach. So, so in the case of a lot of the teams, or at least those two, 
I don't, I don't think the, the rush to doing it right now is as uh, important as a lot of people are saying. Uh, Burren, let's wrap it up here. You want to talk about your diet? <laughs> I want to talk about the, the struggle that is uh, following instruction. So I've been going to the gym, I don't know, four to five days a week for the last two and a half months. And the entire goal is not to not to lose weight or anything. I mean, God knows I could probably lose 10 pounds, but I'm not I'm not that concerned about that. It's more to lean out and just build muscle. And just I, I never had to lift weights when I was in high school because I played hockey. So it was always lower body stuff. I was never a bench press guy. I was never a big curls guy, you know, any of that stuff. So as I've gotten into my early 30s, I'm like, you know what? Like I really should try to kind of get my body where I want it. So that going forward, I can just kind of maintain it and go from there. And so that's been like a big focus. And I got a trainer, did the whole thing. And, I, and, I, and I, you know, to uh, use the vernacular of the young kids, you know, made gains. It's been good. That being said, I was talking to my trainer the other day, and she was like, you know, listen, if, if you really want to get absolute, like, peak results, like, you know, you've been eating a lot of protein, which is great, try to eat one gram of protein for every pound that you weigh. Now, let me tell you something. My trainer, woman, Veronica, awesome trainer, awesome, love working with. Her. I'm I'm ballparking this. Like I'm not gonna throw out what I think her weight is, but it's it's definitely like half of mine, maybe. Okay. Um. I'm I haven't weighed myself probably in a month, but I'm probably a good like two twenty, two twenty, two twenty five. You'll be two quarter clicks over. Go. Go ahead. I mean, yeah, I'm six two. I'm I'm a big guy. Like I'm not I'm not built like a beanpole, right? So used to weigh two forty two. So th- you know, but I mean, like I'm at least two twenty two twenty five. So even if we go off of the idea of two hundred grams of protein a day, let me tell you something. That is a chore. I'm drinking two protein shakes a day. I'm having a protein bar. Having chicken, having fish, having meat. I can't even get to 150. I don't know how the hell I'm supposed to get to 200 grams of protein. Uh, Carm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be in an ambulance if I get to 200 grams of protein. Like I I have no you idea should... how this is supposed to happen. I'm I'm hell bent on trying to get there, but I really think like if I get to 200 grams of protein, there's gonna be like some other complications I have to deal with. Like I'm gonna go into shock or something. I don't know how this is possible. You know what's exhausting about the topic you're you're bringing up here? Because I, you know, I I, I spend uh, perhaps a little bit too much of my time perusing TikTok, and you got people on there or any social media it doesn't even matter. But I'm seeing all these p- things pop up. Don't eat vegetables. There they have this and that in them, and uh, like I'm like, uh, okay, like you're gonna tell me not to eat vegetables now after all we've like what is this sleeper and Woody Allen like eat bacon? I don't know if anybody's that, that reference, but you know they basically said that. We, everything on with the diet and 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 now you're talking to protein I'm, and i'm listening to one guy today and he's talking about you know do not don't eat that farm-raised salmon verdoram that's bad for you get the get the wild cut it'll it'll, it'll uh break the pocketbook but that's what you got to be doing i do oh, think I mean, whatever the hell they have at the store i don't i yeah. don't give a shit where they get the salmon from <laughs> Look, but it, you might you know but it, 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 it is it is crazy, right? Like, there's always like a new thing, a guy. Which, I, by the way, I never believe in any of that crap. Like, I, I just I know protein builds muscle, so that's cool. So that's what I'm doing. And by the way, look, it's worked. Like, it's worked. I mean, I'm not by any means, you know, going to be going out, uh, you know, 
and, and, and going into any competitions. But I mean, in a lot of cases, I'm, I've more than doubled the amount of weight I can lift on different machines wow. and whatnot in like two and a half months. Um, so it's been good. It's been good. And I'll tell you something. You're really, gearing up, the for point, this, you're really gearing up for this men's hockey league and, uh, <laughs> being able to impact some retribution. Keep going on my bad. No, no, I, but like one of the things I've always wanted to be able to do is do like a set of pull-ups because you know, I had two twenty-five, man. That ain't nothing like you're, you're, yeah. you're hauling some freight, get up there. I used to be able to do them in high school, but I was a buck 90. And, you know, I played sports six days out of the week. And in some cases, multi, you know, multiple sports at the same time. You know, I play hockey and basketball or something. Like it was, you know, so it was a little bit of a different time in my life. But I want to be able to do a set of pull-ups. And I want to be able to bench press my own weight, which is still a goal that is out there. Like right now, I'm at like 175, 180. But I started at like 140, so we're getting there. We're making progress. Uh, but, man, I'm telling you. That that whole idea of uh, of two hundred grams of protein, good lord, Carm. I I don't know it's gonna uh, happen, man. I don't know I don't know if I can eclipse like one twenty five uh, on a daily basis. How many pull ups can you do right now? Oh God, unassisted, probably zero, man. Zero. I mean, I, yeah, I mean if I if I do it with like the underhand grip and I do it like doesn't that, count. right? It right. Doesn't. I was gonna say no. I agree with you. It doesn't count. But like I could do a handful of them like that. But doing them like you know, like you normally would, like an honest to god pull up, none. I now I do the assisted pull up machine where originally I needed like 135 pounds of assistance when I first started. Now I only need like 85 pounds of assistance. So we're getting there. I'm, I'm happy with the progress made. I'm going to go there after work today and, and lift for another 45 minutes. Like I actually really have enjoyed it. But son of a bitch, a, you know, 200 grams of protein. I got to get that powder and just drink it straight. Like, I, I don't know how the hell I'm going to do this. Yeah, I, I think you're doing a good job, and I props to your trainer, but you, I don't think you need to go all, all the way here. You sound like you're out, you're doing the path. So congratulations, Verderam. My it's been Yeah, fun. go ahead. Yeah. It's been, no, yeah, it's yeah. been fun. I, I really have enjoyed it. And, you know, they say, like, you're going to see differences after six weeks, which is bullshit. I look the exact same. But I feel a lot stronger. I Actually, I'm, I'm being somewhat facetious. I, I, can, I can see it in some places. But um, – it's fun. It's fun to make progress, but it is also, it also is somewhat deflating when you go and you make like, you get off the bench, you know, and you just, you hit like 175, 180, whatever the hell. And then somebody's like, oh, you, you know, can I, are you done? And yeah, yeah. And then they rack up like 280. And you're like, all right, fair enough, man. <laughs> I got a long way to go. See that, that, that falls up for me under the yoga class. You, you, because I don't lift weights, and I probably need to. This could be a nice 2022 uh, thing here. I'm going to take on lifting weights again. And I used to do the – I forget what the – it was the Gravitron. That's what the machine was for the pull-ups where that you would get assistance. I don't know what you're using, but I used to love that thing. You'd get on there, you'd, you'd pump in your level, and it would make this weird – and then you could oh, do your – Okay, that yeah, sounds that, fancy. That, the, the, the Gravitron was a big deal. Um, tremendous invention. But I'll, you know, you go into a yoga class. Look at that dude, Insa- or look at her. More like that is insane flexibility, and I can. I, I mean, I'm lucky to touch my shins, let alone touch my toes. And <laughs> and and I and by the way, it hurts all over. So you got. But the point is that wherever you are is is that's where you are in life, Ram. So you should, you know, you're 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 the fact that you're doing it. You should celebrate yourself, buddy. First of all, I don't I don't ever celebrate myself ever. But well, I, that's not that's not good, buddy. Let's get some celebration going on here. 
Okay. Be, be I, a, I'm not I'm not into all this, you know. <laughs> you're love not all around, you know. Everybody's great. Everybody's not great. A lot I didn't say you were great. great. I just said celebrate like you're good, passable, doing it. Well, listen, I'm, I'm definitely happy with the progress being made, but um, yeah, I'll tell you what, I'll leave it on this. You ever do that machine? I want to get this right. It's like a hip abductor. You know, you basically like you have the, like your, your legs are kind of like a, a 40, like they're like in a V shape and you, you squeeze in to work your thighs. Yeah, okay. Okay. So like I said earlier. <laughs> Thank you, Gonzo. I, it's right. It's about drive. It's about power, baby. I, um. So I I was with my wife uh, I don't know maybe a month ago right and I'm and we're there and I was telling her how which is which I, I mean I was bragging but it is true like when I when I played hockey all we did was lower body stuff so like even though I I couldn't bench press probably in high school my God I couldn't probably bench press more than 120 pounds I I could max out like any leg machine you could find any I, I genuinely you know, leg press you throw 400 500 pounds I could do it. Like I really could. So we get the abductor machine and I was like, I have not, I have not done this machine probably in a decade. Right. I was like, I bet you I could still max out that machine. Like a whole set, not just one time, like a whole set of them. So she was like, okay, you're on. So I I did it. I jumped on it, maxed the thing out. No problem. Bang out 12 of them. Right. Then just because I'm, I'm me, I'm like, I'll do three sets of them. Cause that'll, you know, just to really complete the whole, the whole look. I went to get out of bed the next day. I literally couldn't feel my legs. They hurt so bad. I had to sleep for the only time in my life. I had to sleep with two pillows between my knees to keep my legs. So they were straight. Cause if they had any kind of an angle, it was like, impo- I was, I thought I tore both muscles <laughs> for like four days. I couldn't get the mail. Like I couldn't walk far enough to get the mail. It was a it was a lesson in humility uh, as I've gotten older. But I did max it out. But I was in agony for four days after. This really has been a fascinating pod today. We learned that Verderam um, assaulted a guy in high school. Today is 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 doing three sets of twelve of the full. Uh, rack, that's insane. Congratulations! Like your 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 uh, your determination to do something in the moment is uh, is fascinating. Think about how what you put yourself through on the back end to do it. That's big time. And then you got Karma over here. You're truly talking about yoga and tennis, um, which tennis gets it's a bad a ride. rap. Not- it's been a ride yeah. in seventy one minutes. Yeah, yeah, it really has. Hey, uh, and by the way, you should talk to Michael Zach, who's a phenomenal uh, workout guru yeah. over there. He's a very strong, the powerful great- man who can. Probably help you out. Also, um, great work. And Gonzo, that's hilarious. Yeah, that Matt Connor thing at the end of the Arrowhead Attic podcast. <laughs> if you're watching this, you're like, what? Go watch the end of the Arrowhead Attic podcast. That was one of the funniest things I've ever been a part of in a, in a podcast. Um, <laughs> just, just out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, Matt Connor just like beams in and just goes, I'm ass. And that was it. No idea. Like, there's no point of reference. Like, nobody knew what the hell was happening. It was it was phenomenal. We laughed at him for a solid two minutes before we signed off. So check you, that out. You guys are doing a great job over there, brother. Keep building it. Uh, we'll try and do the same here at Stackbox. Thanks for being here. Click that like button. Give us the subscribe. We need it. We love you. And uh, happy New Year, everybody. Can't wait to uh, see you next week as we'll be able to tee up the playoffs. Birdram, good times right. as always, buddy. You as well, Carm. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. We'll be back next week. Playoffs one week away. See you then.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.